0: Oh yes, let's do it lords, let's get it, uh, 205, podcast from the shadows and it's like doing that anything, WWA, it's 205 Live on baby, let's get it, there was any indicator before that we're in a new era, regardless of what some people on uh, some of the digital platforms want to share or say. It's uh, totally obvious when you have Drake Maverick not giving us the rundown as to what's going to take place on 205 Live. This time around, it didn't really need to be spoken in what I believe is going to be potentially the main event. We're going to have Noem Dar taking on Tony Nese. We know that Noem Dar picked up the win last time they were in the ring, even though Tony Nese dominated the match. They had a great video package highlighting all of it. And... uh, You know, Tony is the premier athlete, but he didn't win to Noam. So, in another part of the video package, Noam told him that he lost and doesn't need to face him anymore. Then we cut to some time ago. I believe it was two weeks at this point when Tony Nese literally was backstage in the parking lot, beating the holy high hell out of Noam Dar. Had to get broken up by all of the, you know security guards and you know the general manager and even the cruiserweight champion buddy murphy had to try to pull him off and it did work but this all ended up in tony's suspension so we haven't seen him but we know that last week Noam dar demanded a match and we're gonna get that tonight on 205 live so i can't wait let's get on into it but let's see what's coming up first Y'all know the theme song I haven't sang it enough times So let's find out what goes on during the show Open up the show with the Lucha House Party And, you know, they're likable They're a likable bunch They're a great trio They're extremely athletic And, you know, to see the shift into a 5 Live Beginning to transition into, a, you know, more of a, what? How can we say it? More of a Raw, SmackDown-esque feel. Opening promo segment. Uh, got these guys out there. We all know what... Well, we know Kalisto a fair on the microphone. And, you know, this is a big element to uh, WWE television. So, I, I'm, I liked it. I thought they were real good, you know. They got interrupted by Elias they brought up. And uh, now they... You know, they were upset because we wanted to hear Grand Metal League sing. But before we get to that, they wanted to... Uh, Wait, pardon me. Well, either way. They wanted to hear Grand Metalik sing. They're gonna, there's going to be a match before... Well, between Grand Metalik and... Well, no, excuse me. Lince Dorado. I apologize. for still getting this all together. It's been a fairly busy day on my side of the WWE universe. But, um... Lince Dorado is going to take on Gentleman Jack Gallagher, which is no... Uh, it's a rivalry renewed. It's no new match, but it's a good match between the two because both of them are very physical and we haven't seen the dangerous, vicious Gentleman Jack in a while now. So it's going to be real cool to see him get back in there with, you know, the Golden links. So with that, they wanted to hear Grand Metal League sing and we know on Raw, Grand Metal League did not have the opportunity to really uh, get his vocals off. We heard Kalisto on guitar, which was pretty cool. We heard, uh, we had a tease of it. It was pretty, pretty funny. You know, these guys are for the kids, you know. So let's respect the fact that this is, this is an element to the show that, you know, takes, it it plays a part. So, you know, we're going to hear Grand Lee singing. He got cut off by Gentleman Jack's entrance music. It is what it is. I'm not bad. Let's see how these two are able to throw it down in the ring. Okay, so maybe not the main event, but potentially uh, it'll be close to it. Either way, we're going to have the, crew, the contract signing between the characters Tozawa and the Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy, uh, toward the close of the show, which I'm sure is going to be explosive in its own rights. But the matchup between Gentleman Jack and Lince Dorado, you know, with Drew Gulak on commentary. Well, first let's get into the Drew Gulak on commentary. We're asking him. Whether or not, you know, what was the whole idea? What's the real pitch behind uh, trying to uh, get to uh, Umberto Carrillo, the new upstart? And we all know he's he's good, you know. And I think Drew Gulak was really trying to get across the idea that he wants to polish him. You know, and get him, you know, get him right for what it takes to be or survive on a 205 Live roster. You know, that's the way I read that. Of course, it was a way that uh, Aiden was trying to ask him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was, it worked. It worked, it was cool. I thought it was uh, very interesting to see how Drew was able to maintain that politician's way of answering the questions or finding a response to a statement. It was really cool, it was funny to me. And you know, I enjoyed Drew Gulag a lot. I think him and Jack Gallagher's partnership is really, really uh, something to pay attention to because one day we might get those 205Live tag belts and guess what the tag team championships on 205Live will look really really cool If we're bringing like the essence of wrestling and sports entertainment, you know back to uh, the tag team division, but that's down the line we're on the road to WrestleMania so Either way, let's uh, look into the match between uh, Gentleman Jack and Monte Dorado, which was real cool. It had had a had a couple spots it had a lot of reversals, and when I say spots, I mean heavy hits from Jack Gallagher. The story was really uh, the high-flying antics of Lince Dorado with, uh, versus the ground-based offense of Gentleman Jack. And it's funny because throughout commentary, you could hear uh, Drew Gulak try to raise the point of ground-based offense being the smartest uh, way to go about winning a match in the hot-flying uh, you know stunts of you know the luchadors is what what did he say it wasn't efficient you know like we saw a lot of cross bodies off the top rope we saw well not a lot of cross bodies but we saw a couple of pit and predicaments where Lince Dorado was attempting to use uh, the high flying to win the match but ultimately Gentleman Jack was able to pick up the win it was his son well he went for uh, Hurricane Rana and uh, Gentleman Jack was able to hold on from the top row or from the second row and uh going for the sunset foot into a uh, dependent predicament in minute, one two three and gentleman jack gets the win uh, out of storyline i think uh the lucille's party isn't necessarily hurt at all especially since they just had an opening uh promo segment on um, you know on the microphone they welcomed everyone in 205 and you know taking a loss here doesn't uh make them look bad i don't see them as any weaker uh, at all so and I think I should just throw in that just yet You know because things could begin to mean something for the lucha house party, you know down the line We do know that it just in that tag team uh, championship Fatal football well, not fatal football but it was four corners match to decide who was gonna move on to be You know but who would go on to face the tag team champions. So uh, Shouts to revival congratulations to Dash and Dawson for that still you know the internet is very proud of them as a mass. so you know Dude House party is seen as a team of that caliber to be able to maybe five for the tag team championships on either brand really but uh mainly RAW, obviously so it was uh it was real cool to see uh you know gentleman jack pick up the win it makes him still look strong we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks and you know, he's really talented. You know, was very, very brutal in the ring. And as time progresses, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing much more of him, especially going into this um, Umberto Carrillo uh, storyline. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out. But let's get on into the next segment. Is it time for Noam Darvers, Tony Nishet? Is it time? Cut backstage to the lovely Caleb Braxton and Umberto Carrillo himself comes out of the uh, 205 Live locker room. Uh, she asks him, um, about Drew Gulak and Gentleman Jack and their uh proposition to, you know, become better and, you know, he's saying that these guys are, you know, very respectable individuals. So he has he has to at least hear them out and that makes sense. I think that's uh pretty cool and we'll see how that story goes. We could get a surprise heel turn, who knows? But we'll we'll see how that plays out. And after that we cut to a uh, random building or you know, whatever and uh Aria Davari cut one of the best promos that I've heard him cut, and it was all regarding, uh, you know, him propping up superstars at a time, and you know, him always being there to, you know, make them look better or be a mouthpiece for him. He went as far to call one of them a wannabe wrestler, the mouthpiece for a wannabe wrestler, and I don't even, y'all would have to go see that. It was something else. It was a, a dig at an old superstar we all know. And it was a very good spot to have Arya Divari be the one to say it because it puts him in a better position as far as being taken seriously. We already know what he's capable of in the ring. And now he's coming to really command and take the respect that he already has. At least from this, side, like he I'm good with him, I think it's awesome the way he's come about, and, you know, to, ha- excuse me, to have, um, you know, Hideo Itami take a leave like this, uh, seeing Arya Devari step into the space that he was, I guess, supposed to be in either way, had Hideo stayed, uh, it's real, it's very refreshing, you know, it's a new face, you know, came off injury, how literal do you want to be, you know, like, he's he's here, and, He's somebody that we haven't seen in the ring, so we're going to get, well, we've seen him in the ring, but we haven't really been able to see him with the, you know, superstars in a while. So it's going to be good to see how he's, you know, upped his game and how he's going to make his way to the Cruiserweight Championship. Either way, let's get into the next segment. So Tony Nese and Noam Dar had a match that ended up as a complete fight. Yeah, it was no disqualification. But it was a fight. It was one of those matches that I'm going to say now could be considered top ten. it's going to make the memories this year for 205 Live all the way down in December. The best of, that was this match. If you do not have the WWE Network by Slim Chance at this point, you need to go get that. Or get your folk that's on the fence. And tell them to subscribe. Go to GameStop. Get them a card. Because that match that Tony Nese and Noam Dar just had was a legit classic. Everything that you want in a wrestling match, especially the respect by the end for both superstars, that's what I have for them. There was so many hot spots. And when I say hot spots this time, I mean just heavy-hitting landings. Noam Dar took a pump handle driver onto a chair. Tony Nese took a back-body drop to a bunch of chairs outside of the ring. Noam Dar went through an announce table. It was a first for me. I don't remember any time I watched World Wrestling Entertainment and the announce table was broken while it still had the cover on. Maybe I haven't maybe I missed an episode or two of Raw or SmackDown back then, maybe even recently, but personally I've always seen the WWE superstars take the stuff off of the table and clear it. This time around, with everything on the table from the steel steps that were pulled over, and Noam Daw even took a a shot to the head from the steel steps, and it, because Tony was dragging it over, Noam was out and pulled to hit his head briefly. Look, this is that's that's real, that's stuff stuff like that you can't fake. It was an v- excellent match, and both of those superstars do have excellent futures on 205 Live. I'll say this, and then we'll get into the contract signing there was a time when um the superstars uh they didn't have the respect of the wwe universe and i mean the 205 live superstars you know they were unproven the first episode of the cruiserweight classic when these guys were being introduced to the ring you know the the crowd was fairly quiet at full sale and even now we clearly see it all the time they call we call them pops you know the crowd wasn't too enthusiastic to some superstars and more enthusiastic to others by the end of this match I know that the people of Toledo Ohio myself and all of the people that saw the match streaming on the WWE Network and will see the match they, they're going to cheer for Noam Dar and Tony Nese whenever WWE comes to town Tony Nese picks up the victory by way of a running Nese into the barricade outside, went through the timekeeper's area. It was a, a thing of bananas. I don't even know how to, how to word it. It was crazy. It was hellacious. It was, it was sickening. Just in a good way. Like, really? But you could see how much these two superstars are willing to put themselves through. In the name of proving who was better, this time Tony Nese got it. Rolled him in the ring and got the one-two-three victory. Like he can't, can't kick out from that. And this takes away nothing from Noam Dar. If I sounded like I was leaning more on Tony Nie's side, you know, I do like the premier athlete. I rock with him. I've been rocking with him since the classic. But this was, this was a different type of performance from Noam Dar. I said we well, wanted to see what he was capable of, and a couple of weeks ago, and. Now, sometime later, we've been able to see, you know, and I definitely do believe that Dark could, you know, make waves in, on, on the 205 roster. I don't know so much about, you know, the main roster. If he wants to go with backstage, Deems it I, right, cool, of course, you know, we see Mustafa Ali. This performance might... It may may catch their eye. It's been a great week for WWE. We just saw what Kofi did. You know what I mean. We know Seth had has a, a new spark to him. You know, and then we're seeing guys on 205 Live. That aren't even in the title picture right now. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Right now, we're worried about a character and uh, you know the cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy. But man, Noam Dawn Tony Nese uh, could definitely be. In the title picture, one day after a situation like that, especially for the winner Tony Nees. But either way, let's let's keep to the to the program and and uh, get into this contract signing between the cruiserweight champion and the challenger. Universe, here, uh, the the here we go. Match. At the the el- backstage the with this. It's really cool the champion, that they were able to do it like this. They didn't take the it to champion. the ring. I don't know. I think it's a much more intimate setting for. Been a four-month tear through the cruiserweight division ever since winning the cruiserweight championship in your hometown of Melbourne, Australia, Super Showdown. And Tazawa, since your association with Dean Brian Kendrick, your win-loss record speaks for itself. I'd like to get the challenger to sign first, as this is the first ever one-on-one encounter between the two of you, mm-hmm. and it's a match that the WWE Universe are more than excited about. That's right. All right. It seems like it's going to be a nice little... No, so before we get this little uh, oh, wait. contract signing done, I want to offer you a chance to get a selfie with the championship. You can even use my phone if you what like, because the this is as close buddy. as you're going to get to the championship. All right, buddy. All right. Fun. Okay, relax, boss. Oh. Okay, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm just pointing out the obvious. At the Royal Rumble, I beat three opponents. One of the best luchadors in the world. Mm. One of the best strikers in the world. Mm. And you, and oh. you still couldn't get the job done. So why do you think you have a shot in hell at doing it this Sunday? My competition isn't with you. My mm. competition isn't with 205 Live. My competition well, so is true. with history. Oh, history! You're going at it. the greatest. Of all time. time. And That's what he's saying. The, world, just can't stop. the juggernaut. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. Signed a contract. That man is a lefty. You think what? you're unstoppable? So dead, the king of the cruiserweight. Huh? But I beat him. Oh. And oh. <laughs> and he smiled at all. See you someday. Wow, man, wow. How about it? Arya Divari was talking about being a mouthpiece to Enzo Amore. And Akira Tozawa just reminded everyone that he beat Neville what's a pack again no I'm not gonna disrespect hey, WWE for life yeah I mean like stop playing uh, we could just we not even gonna get into this right now I, I hope you guys enjoy all of the programming but right now WWE got the stories beautiful it's looking great I was really really good it was getting intense it was classy, just like Drake Maverick likes it. You know, it wasn't, wasn't any kind of shenanigans or fights. You know, both guys were able to say what they needed to say. And, wow. Com- what is it, How do they say it in the wrestling business? Uh, they completely buried uh, two former Cruiserweight champions, which makes the Cruiserweight championship now since it still stands. Uh, that much more important. That's the way I'm looking at it from an advocacy standpoint. I think the Cruiserweight Championship now has been uh, completely uh, bleached of that, uh, you know, it, it's the, the old stuff, you know. Now, no disrespect to whoever was uh, writing the stories back then or anything like that, but I think the ideas at the time were uh, uh, it would, I think, it would be a lot to think about as the weeks continue. I guess we'll go into a 205 live analysis, but this week on 205 episode 116, I think it was a shift, of course, in the right direction, but it was quite the turn for everyone. You know, it was a beautiful, beautiful show. I enjoyed it, and I actually can't wait for next week now, just to, well, of course, Elimination Chamber to see it to Zao and Buddy Murphy go at it, but. You know, to see how this uh, show continues to progress throughout the weeks Because now, the characters are starting to be memorable The matches, of course, are always memorable But now, the stories can, you know, uh, shine through that much more As far as the in-ring competition goes And we'll remember it Like, you're not gonna forget a no-title, just non-disqualification match Between Tony Nese and Noah M. Dar, you know uh lucha house party and gentleman jack you know everyone was still everyone was used in a way you know we got to even see backstage uh vignettes from superstars we didn't get to see on camera this week so they're getting everybody you know the tv time and everybody seems like the you know the guys that we're seeing it seems like they're happy uh where's tjp you know is he is he uh you know is he capable enough on the microphone to keep everyone's attention. We know he was a dastardly heel. He got the masks from the Lucha House Party. No, that's an old story at this point. But you know, we get to see him. Uh, we know he had a little thing with Mike Kanellis for a while. And we had a backstage vignette from them speaking on how when their time happens, when their moment, when they have their match, that it, it, the one, the when it counts. They'll be there. That's what. That's pretty much what their message is. And it doesn't matter how many times they lose. We know Mike Kanellis is uh, very emotional about winning. And so when he doesn't get the win that he's been working so hard toward, he's, uh, you know, he's upset. He isn't let down. He's uh, that much more driven. And to be given direction, you know, to be able to have someone to aid him in channeling that rage of Maria Kanellis, this is another, you know, This is another good notch in the 205 Live belt, you know, as far as character development goes. I know maybe it might seem a little over analytic, but at the same time, this is what WWE is trying to get everyone to understand about the characters that they're cultivating. And I personally like it. I think you should tell your friends or at least try to look at it from this standpoint and, you know, start seeing exactly what WWE is able to say, you know, because it's a great product. You could be mad. I'm not saying this to get any job. I don't know how. I wouldn't know the first thing to do to uh, get a job with WWE. So I'm saying this purely as someone in the WWE universe that watches. It's a cool product. And, yeah, people have a billion bad things to say about it and are ready to Quote unquote jump ship and the ideas of that, but I think in even in the midst of all of that, WWE is doing exactly what they're supposed to do with cultivating characters, with building people, and no matter or not if you think you know the reason, you know, they're doing what is best for business. And right now, all of this stuff seems like a lot of bases are being covered. So, Shouts to Royal Club Wrestling, Everything Pro Wrestling. Shouts to the Scumbags and Tom. You know, uh, we got a million people that we can thank for bringing you the podcast each and every week. These are just a couple. Thank you to the WWE for, you know, giving us yet another offering of some complete awesome on television. And this is Blake. Be sure to applaud this. I'll applaud you. Uh, Share the podcast, if you will, to your social media platforms. And... Tell your folk that there's somebody out there that actually can make WWE interesting. Hopefully, at least, you know, you talk about me. But either way, I'll catch you guys next... Yeah, I'll catch you guys next week for the Elimination Chamber analysis video. Just giving a recap and review. So, we'll get into that then. I hope you guys are ready for Elimination Chamber. I can't wait to see how much takes place. Hold on, side note. Ruby Riot is mad that... her her match with with Rowdy Ronda Rousey this Sunday it was tweeted out instead of made a big thing we feel you we feel you Ruby we love you Ruby you know and we're 100 percent sure that the storyline is gonna turn out amazing for you you know I don't I don't want to take a pony in the race you know as far as who's gonna win the match You call say whatever you think you know, but Ruby Riot is a respectable competitor, and she is definitely a future Women's Champion. I'm I'm saying that she got my co-sign. All in time though, because she might get a little a little too angsty with uh, the passion in her promos, just as far as from a performance standpoint. But she definitely knows how to get the promo done, and just a little turn up on the anger side from the angst show sure fire so I'll catch you guys next time I could talk about this all day peace